Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network, presents a Sertoba Media production where the struggle is real to be awesome. Five, four, three, two. The wait is over. Let's get this thing started. Get your popcorn ready. It's time for the In or Out Sports Debate with your hosts, Rob Johnson and Drew Willingham. What's happening, everyone? Hopefully you can hear me. Sorry for the technical difficulties. This is the first time we are going live. My man Rob Johnson and I are here on the In or Out Sports Debate, Episode 6. Rob, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad you can hear me. That means everybody else can hear me. Let's start with round one. That will be Freddie Freeman will regret leaving Atlanta. Rob, are you in or out on this topic? Um, I am. Can I go push? Can I go push? Say again. Can I go push on that? Can I push? Can I push? Can you push? How yeah. can you be pushing? You be you would be either Get the f out of here! I don't know, Drew. I think that it's I think it's it's in because the fact that the Atlanta guy up from obscurity. He was a decent player with Atlanta. Um 271 career home runs. Right now he's in 167. He's going home, which we know that's pressure on people when they go home. So um, I think he will regret it because the Braves are an organization where they don't pay people. The Braves um, build organizations through their farm system. So I think by the time his contract is over, yes, he'll make big money, but he'll regret it on the field because I believe he will uh, digress on the field as a player. Well, do you think he should have gone somewhere else besides Los Angeles, though? Uh, definitely, because like I say, he's going home. He's going to a big fish. He's a, he's a small fish in a huge pond. It's like Dwight Howard when he went from the Magic to the Lakers. You know, he went from the man to just being another guy. And right now, Freddie's just another guy. And like I said, I believe the Braves have done well by him, especially a guy that has had a lot of injuries throughout his career. So, um, you know, he is approaching the 2000 hit club, which I'm very proud of him about that. But if you think about it, how many championships since 1990 have the Dodgers and the Braves won combined? They both won one. So, um, you know, my thing is, like I said, the Braves are a great organization. I would have stayed with them. I would even sacrifice a little bit of money because I think he would have made more money if he had brought another championship to that team off the field and he would have on the field because the Braves are, have a rich tradition. Look at what Chipper Jones is doing right now. Facts. And, and I'd have to agree with you. I'm going to go in on this as well. I'm going to have to say he's going to regret leaving Atlanta. Atlanta's going to get another championship or two here in the next few years. I mean, they could potentially run it back this year uh, the, with the way they stacked up. And to get Olsen, who's not a bad replacement, he's not Freddie Freeman, but if you were going to replace him with anybody else, that's, that's the best free agent pickup you could have made this offseason. Uh, the Braves have still retained a majority of their team last year. They have dealt with some injury woes. They haven't started the season the prettiest you know, of other teams, but who does, especially after going through the things that the MLB went through during the offseason with the damn near strike, you know, the, the well, you pretty much can say they did for a couple of weeks, you know, put, it delayed things, but the delay of the season and the, the, sh the shortened spring training, like it, it definitely hurts you and it's going to cause injuries and cause issues down the line. So Rob and I are both in 
or out on that and and to talk about some things you know i'm gonna kind of like take us into like a kind of quick commercial break but i want you to see a quick uh snippet from episode three from back in the day when we talked about a cam newton move for the uh for a potential super bowl contending team recently there was big news that came out of new england former mvp cam newton signs with the new england patriots do you think the signing of cam newton to the new england patriots automatically makes them Super Bowl contenders? Um, I'm going to say in. Woo! Don't think they're going to make Super Bowl maybe a second round, but uh, contenders means that you do get deep into the playoffs. And with his ability to throw the football, with Josh McDaniel still being there, with Bill Belichick having the will to win, if you look at Cam Newton, he just has a complete will to win. The guy just wants to win. They talk about this morning how in a preseason game, uh, somebody walked up to the Panthers. They're like, why is Cam Newton diving around? What's wrong with him? They say, that's just Cam. He loves to win. He loves to fight. doesn't matter his preseason. He has a winning mentality. And that is what he's going to bring to the New England Patriots, who have a good running game. They have young receivers. They have some veteran receivers, uh, veteran tight ends. And the defense that is just going to wreak havoc on the AFC East. So I, I go in on that, Drew. I am out. <laughs> And I tell you why you <laughs> I'm out because yeah, because Cam Newton is now playing in a completely different system that's ran by the guru, Bill Belichick. And you can say all you want to about Josh, Josh McDaniels. Round two. So now we have round two. LeBron is permanently disqualified from GOAT status. You know, he's, he's permanently disqualified from the GOAT discussion as a result of this year's regression. Rob, how do you feel about this? Do you think LeBron is permanently disqualified from the GOAT discussion as a result of this year's regression? I, th I, think, that, I think that the GOAT discussion has, got over, has been overdone. I think that we need to stop talking about so much. We need to just, just be able to enjoy the games. I get so sick and tired of us talking about GOAT status, this status, that status. Let's just enjoy the games. LeBron James is averaging 30.3 points per game this year, right? And he is 1,325 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We have to stop talking about this GOAT status. I mean, we all know that LeBron is a great player. But, you know, I would say that when it comes to his GM skills, yes, he's not the GOAT. But... We have to talk. We have to start enjoying the, enjoying the games more instead of having everything be a GOAT discussion. Let's just enjoy the basketball games and football games. It's, it gets annoying after a while, I tell you. So would you say you're in or out? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm out because, I mean, I don't really care about GOAT status. I think GOAT status is, is overdone these days, this day and time. I mean, we, we overblow it. It's It's... It's 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 asinine at this point. It's just it's irrelevant to me. So Rob is get the f out of here. That's how it, that's how you feel about that. I'm gonna have to say my piece on this. LeBron permanently disqualified. I I, I got to go out as well. He's played a pretty long career. It's almost 20 years now. You know, it, it, I got to give myself time for mine. I get guess. the f out of here. 
sorry guys i'm still figuring this whole thing out so it's, it's still fun but uh but i'd have to say i'm, I'm honest as well lebron's played for almost 20 years and hasn't taken any breaks throughout his career you know jordan stopped multiple times you know towards the end of the career was the, was the lengthiest stint before he came back with the wizards and then, you know, he played baseball the other part and came back was still dominant. So it wasn't really gone that long. But LeBron's been consistently with the NBA for now going on 19 years. You know, this year was, will be 19 years this fall. Uh, you know, he's, he's played 18 solid, you know, years. He's had one off year, maybe two iffy years. But to be able to take three different teams to the NBA finals and win three three different championships, you know, he's been to several more, of course. But he had that run where he went to, what, eight straight NBA finals. Jordan didn't do that. You know, he did win six NBA finals from going to six NBA finals and, and not losing any other ones. But, you know, LeBron's still taking three different teams to the finals and Cleveland of all those teams. <laughs> Is how I feel about that. And like I said, Drew, he's 37 and he averaged 30.3 points per game. Let's just enjoy the games more. That's why this topic, I know like it's a big thing right now, but I don't really, I think me and you are kind of like, just let's play the games, enjoy it. You know, let's, let, let's enjoy our stars while they're here. And let's, let's look back, you know, real quick. Let's take a quick little break and check out this little tidbit from episode three as well, where we talked about the MLB commissioner. I'm going to go in on that, Drew. Woo! Because of the fact that you've had 10 commissioners over since, since 1921, where they've only gone uh, 10 years, uh, four have gone 10 years. So, And with Rob Manfred, attendance is down. They need to get younger. They need to hype up their younger stars. So I'm going to go uh, in on that, Drew. I think they need a more vibrant, younger um, commission that can connect more of the people. You're right. And I mean, since Bud Seeley stepped down in 2015, we've had Rob Manfred in, in place. And it's like you said before, we've only had two commissioners who had been in the helm for over 10 years. And for those two, they were in the helm for 23 years. The original commissioner, old Kenny Landis, Kennesaw Landis, but Kenny Landis is what I'm going to call him. And then you got Bud Seeley who came around in 92 and was there for 23 years as well. So <laughs> Seeley made a lot of different changes for the, for the world of baseball. Um, you know, in 1990, they had the, the Pete Rose debacle and then Seeley comes in in 92. Then you had the strike. Then you had PEDs. Then you had the salary increases, all sorts of different things that he's had to deal with in this whole predicament. That's why I am in. Woo! Because Manfred, this whole time, this whole pandemic has been going on. One week, there is going to be baseball. The next week. And now, let's take it in to round three. Round three. All right, now we look at round three. The commanders could have done better than Carson Wentz at quarterback with all of these moves that were available during the offseason. Rob, are you in or out on the commanders could have done better than Wentz? I'm out on that. I mean, I've said over and over that I didn't like the move. However, Carson Wentz is not a horrible quarterback. He'll get you some wins. But here's the problem, Drew. When nobody wants to come to your team, I mean, what other options do you have? And I would say Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not as talented as a Carson Wentz and has a lot and has injuries like Carson, but he doesn't have the physical tools. 
the Washington football team have an opportunity to get a really decent wide receiver in this draft, a Drake London, uh, uh, Chris Olay, et cetera. Carson Wentz with weapons can do some damage on this team. I know I joked and played a lot about them signing him, but if he's given the right offensive line and the right weapons with a Terry McLaurin, et cetera, along with Logan coming back at tight end, and if they can not if they can learn to not fumble the football at running back and this defense gets healthy, I mean, this could be a team that could shock us all. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think Carson's going to have something to prove. And when nobody else wants to come to your team, Drew, then, you know, what, what can you really do? Get the f*** out of here! You know, I'd, I'd, I'd have to disagree. I'd have to say that they, they could have done better than Carson Wentz. And the reason why I say this, had they made this trade a few years ago after they won the Super Bowl, uh, back when Nick Foles won, and had they made this, the trade for Wentz then, before he got banged up, I'd say go ahead. Go ahead and go go with that. But since then, he's been injury prone. He What, he broke or sprained two ankles, both of his ankles, on one play last year? In one play last year with the Colts, he sprained not one, but Two and you only have two ankles. Last time I checked, he sprained both of them on one play. I I don't like this trade now in 2022. This is a this kind of like where the Redskins, well not the Redskins, sorry, the Commanders now are basically falling into old school lineage where they get broken down quarterbacks that would have been great for them three and four and five seasons potentially before then. But I don't agree with this trade right now. I feel like that they could have gotten someone else, like potentially like Baker Mayfield, who's still out there. Um, for years, Colin Kaepernick's been available, and the, the, and now the uh, the rumor mill has been saying today that he signed with the Seahawks. That Pete uh, Carroll finally gave him the break and finally gave him, you know, got him with the Seahawks. So I have to disagree with this. I would say that they they can they could have done better than Carson Wentz at quarterback. Well, 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 well Drew, let me, let me just say this real quick, my friend. I like. I'm not a, a Carson Wentz guy, but I definitely think that Baker Mayfield would have been a lot more problematic. I will say this, until, and then we get on to the next topic. I believe that free agency, they weren't going to find anybody, but there is a guy in the draft by the name of Carson Strong from Nevada. I believe that if they can get a guy like that, that he could definitely be their future. He's not Carson Wentz, he's Carson Strong, and he's a really good quarterback out of Nevada. So none of the free agent quarterbacks wanted to come to D.C., and I think that the commanders got lucky by not risking themselves on a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield. So uh, I'll just go with that. Okay. Okay. And speaking speaking of where times where Rob's kind of putting a fire under me, let's let's take a quick snippet of this whole clip from round three of our last episode, episode five, where we're talking about the same team, the Washington football team. The Washington football team will make the playoffs this season, regardless of starting out with a two and six overall record. Hell no, I'm out. Get the f*** out of here! Have you seen this team? Have you seen the type of things they've been doing? You know, Taylor Heineke, yeah, I think he got a, a beer, what was it, like a beer deal? with um, Heineken, I think, and, you know, it was all good, and, you know, he, he was riding high after they beat the Falcons. This guy, I believe, has got 11 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Landon Collins can't decide whether he's a linebacker or a safety. There's discombobulation. Ron Rivera, 
he doesn't, Cam Newton's not coming through that door. As I said on this show a few years back, I think it was on one of the shows I did here with Drew. Cam Newton's not coming through that door, and you're looking like a very average coach. I like Ron Rivera, but he's looking like an average coach. This team has a lot of work to do, and I love the Washington football team's defense, but they got to start living up to the billing, man. That defense is not doing what they're supposed to do, so I'm out right now, man, until, unless they get some improvements. Yeah, there was so much hype with Jack Del Rio taking over this defense, and last year they, they looked really well. If this was this time of last year, I would say that, yes, I believe that they could make the playoffs, and they did. It was with a terrible record, but they still made the playoffs on a terrible division. Are and you in that, and out, Drew? With that said, with that said. Drew, that said, I'm, I'm, Drew, Drew, I'm hearing a bunch of stuff in your mind. I know you know this team very well. Are you in and out, my friend? I was about to get to that. This team, uh, as a fan, as a fan for the past, what, 18 months, it has been terrible. Analyst, terrible as an analyst. Experience. As an analyst, going through the experience as an analyst and also as a closet fan of the Washington football team, formerly known as the R-E-D-S-K-I-N-S. It is a travesty. I am out. Get the f*** out of here! I believe that they will not make the playoffs this year. Come on, they are 2-6. and six. I don't care how much of a fan they, I am. I don't care how much of a pass fan I am to have a half-sleeve dedicated to them. It doesn't matter. They S-U-C-K. They are terrible. Round four. Now we have round four where we discuss Tom Brady will not win this year's Super Bowl. Rob, are you in or out on this? All right, I know, all right, I know we're up against the time, so I'm going to make this quick. I am in. He will not win the Super Bowl, and for one reason, I don't understand Byron Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is 26 and 41. Byron Leftwich should have been the head coach of this football team. Um, I think that Todd Bowles is a really, he's a decent coach. But last time I checked, Drew, when we last saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, uh, Cooper Cup was running all over him. And they had scored, what, 27, 30 points on his defense? Made him look silly. They blew, blowing him out, they were blowing him out on their home field. So, no, I don't think so. Brady's a year older. I think that his weapons are getting older. And let's be honest, um, Antonio Brown, for all his faults, really made this offense click. And, uh, you know, the, you, you don't have a certain um, – you don't have um, other little parts of your offensive line anymore. Um, I think that it's going to be a power struggle, just like I think it was last year. And it's going to be between um, – Todd Bowles. I'd have to agree with that. I'm going to be in on this as well. I don't feel like they're going to repeat this year just because they have missing pieces like like you were talking about, you know, with Antonio Brown's departure, the way that he departed, uh, the way that Bruce Arians stepped down as the head coach, uh, the way that Tom Brady kind of said, I'm going to retire and then come back. And this whole, you know, this whole rumbling in the dark with with Miami talking about potentially him being a part owner and then being the starting quarterback playing the Patriots twice a year and having to deal with the drama with that. I mean, it's usually when you have a bunch of drama in the off season, it's not a great 
recipe for the way that your season's going to go. I, I don't, I, I don't feel like this is a, a good move with bringing in, you know, the coach, they should have, they should have gone with left, which a younger coach, kind of like McVay, you know, with, with the Rams to be able to be more relatable. He's not that far removed from playing. I feel like he would have been a better choice than going with who they did with Ty Bowles. And, and let me say this, Drew, um, Bruce Arians is still in the front office, which is a little bit of, it's a, and you have to think about it, Drew, when there's smoke there, the Antonio Brown situation, everybody went off on Antonio Brown, but then uh, Bruce Arians put his hands on a player, and the media barely said anything. And that's a problem. So he's still in his front office, so you know he's going to have some influence. I don't like that, Drew. I'm not a fan of him in the front office, so we can go on to the next topic, but definitely uh, one we agree on. Yeah, I mean, he, he used his family and all that in the background to, to kind of make things happen the way they did. It's just the way that the media got played, everything seemed like it was just kind of off the way that the news was coming out, like it was a little far-fetched. I'm, I'm in on this as well. We're, we're, we're past this one. But before we get to our final round, let's check out where Rob was talking very passionately about who he feels is the dynasty in MLB. This is why I'm a journalist and why I keep things honest. Yes, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. I grew up in Atlanta Braves fan. However... It is preposterous, it is ludicrous, and it's absolutely insulting to call them the best dynasty of all time. And I'm going to give you the reason why. I went back and did some research because a lot of people know me as just a funny guy, you know, things like that. But I am truly an historian of sports, you know, before, you know, I, you know a couple of years ago. Um, but I'm, I'm getting back into that realm. And let's talk about one team, the 1947 to 1963 New York Yankees. In 16 seasons, they won 10 championships, appeared in 13 World Series. The only time they didn't appear was 1948 when the Indians played the Braves, um, 1954 when the Giants played the Indians, and 1959 when the Dodgers played the White Sox. During that time period, they won 1,631 games um, over that 16-year period. They averaged 102.1 wins per year. That's how many games they won. Um, so if you look at that time period, and if you look at 1947 through 1953, they won six out of seven championships. So to me, the 1947 Yankees to the 1963 Yankees in that time period, if you want to space it out, they're the best dynasty, I believe, in the history of baseball. You know, that you, you bring a very good argument to, for someone to actually be out on this topic, and you know, it, you, you almost convinced me to go out on this, even though I'd already predetermined my answer with this, but I'm actually in. Woo! And I'll give you my answer why. I mean, it was very close. You know, your 16 seasons was with the Yankees. 1990 to 2005 is 16 seasons for the Atlanta Braves, technically, you know, if you, if you think about it that way. In an era where the ball was juiced with players taking performance-enhancing drugs, steroids the long ball was was phenomenal back in the 90s and early 2000s okay and you have Maddox and you have Glavin and you have Smoltz and then you have the other pitchers that helped them get to that 95 World Series victory like Wollers before he got hurt and then you look at the 91 team and they should have won you know against the Minnesota Twins going to the seventh game and then they went 98 against the Yankees and then they went again, you know, the following – well, not the following year because it was the 99. 96. It was, remember, remember 96. 96. So the, yeah, it, was 90, it was 96 yeah. and 98. So they, they went to four World Series in the 90s. Final round.
And now for the final round. We have Stone Cold's final match was bigger for WWE than Cody Rhodes' return match to full-time action. Rob, what is your take in this final round? Because we saved this for last just because it was WrestleMania. We were hyped up. We were we were ready for this return. We waited for 19 years. Do you feel like Stone Cold's match was bigger for WWE than Cody Rhodes' return full-time? Again, uh, like I said, we're about to get on the 30-minute mark. We're up against this, so I'm going to keep it short. I am actually um, out on this. And the reason I'm out on this is because you have to look at the short-term and long-term, Drew. Stone Cold was the short-term. It was fun. It was just great. It was great seeing it. But you have to give Kevin Owens a lot of credit. Kevin Owens protected Stone Cold. He was a true professional. That's why they put him in the ring against um, Kevin Owens instead of Steph Rollins. Seth Rollins, Stone Cold probably would have gotten hurt because Seth, let's be honest, can be a little reckless. Cody Rhodes for the long term, Drew, this is showing that WWE, and as you can see, Drew, their their, um, content is getting a little edgier. You can also see with Cody Rhodes that there's a possibility that stables are going to be coming back. I don't know if you've noticed, Drew, but if you look closely at WWE right now, Notice that they're bringing back the stables and the, notice that they're, they're trying to develop something new. And I think there's a new attitude because of um, because of um, Cody Rhodes. If you notice, they're going to unify the titles very soon, Drew. They're going to have matches at SummerSlam with stables. They're not going to have the same stuff they've been having. I think that Cody Rhodes brought a new attitude to the to the world wrestling entertainment. I think that he is bringing a little bit of the attitude era back because think about something, Drew. The Get American- the f- John Cena WWE days. It would never appear. They would have brought him in. In fact, I know we're up against it, but let me say this. I I think WWE lucked out on this. Get the f out of here! You know he had the rivalry with Triple H, right? You know that Cody Rhodes had a rivalry with Triple H. Imagine if this if Triple H would have been healthy and he would have been in this match through. If he had wrestled Triple H, they would have built it up and made Cody Rhodes look weak. This man looks strong. I think that for the long term, that his return to WWE, because they did it right, again, they did it right, is going to be better for WWE. Stone Cold was great, but it was only for the short term. I loved the match. I loved the Stone Cold match from start to finish, but I'm out. Get the f*** out of here! And because of that, uh, like I said, I got to agree with everything else that Rob said. It's kind of hard to combat that. Our backs are against the wall. We are right around that 30-minute mark. But before we go, Rob, do you have anything to say for the final word before we go into our outro? Um, I enjoyed today. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, sorry, I went, I'm sorry I went a little long there, Drew. Um, I will definitely get that um, situated next time. Um, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for supporting the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And I just want to tell everybody, make sure that you continue to follow your dreams. Thank you, everyone, for checking us out. Sorry it was a little off as well. This is the first live production we've done. But now it's time to cue the way with this outro.